Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to uh, another bonus episode of the podcast. Um, we're doing, our, well this will be our third world building episode. Um, I'm joined again by Amy. Hello! <laughs> um, who joined, uh, joined me previously where we um, kind of looked in depth at a dwarven town um, where her uh, character Meg had settled. Um, today we're going to be looking kind of generally at the elf society in uh, in our custom setting uh as always um uh you can find all the stuff about our custom setting on our world anvil page uh which i will put the links and that on our twitter so um you can check it out there um but we're going to be referring a lot i think to a uh, a map that i've got on the page and again that's going to be one of the links i post uh, but it's basically the map of our custom setting. Um, all of the stuff that we talk about, all the locations in our D&D games are all on there, or they will be put on there with their own articles eventually, but they are on the map. Um, so, yeah, uh, today we're, we're talking about the elves and stuff. Um, now, in-game, we've pretty much met one elf. <laughs> <laughs> And that's uh, Jason's character, which is Enerve, and he's been very, very—he's oh, <laughs> been very, very quiet about his backstory, pretty much. So, which is one way of saying, you know, there's not a lot to go on at this point. <laughs> he's left it successfully vague. Yeah, I mean, his his one like when we started the podcast, his one thing like I said to the the others i was like okay what kind of character do you want to make and jason said he wanted to be batman um <laughs> so then we got end of the day um <laughs> uh which you know it's fine every you know nothing wrong with being batman um eventually i managed to tease a little bit of um a little bit of backstory out of him um and from that i built a the the only part of the elf sort of um civilization that I've got any details written on, um, other than a few place names, is uh, sort of towards the north, um, near the coast, is the village of... I don't even know the pronunciation of this. All of our elf names <laughs> were gained by me typing random crap into a Tolkien uh, elf name generator <laughs> type thing. <laughs> um, is uh, There's this village, uh, Torilase, is what I'm going... Yeah. So my setting was yeah, that's just go with it. Yep, yeah, so that's pronounced. Um <laughs> which I'm fairly sure is like forest home or something like that. In uh, one of the Elven languages. Um and that's that's where Enerde was from and it was destroyed in the war. That's about the extent of what I got out of him, except for the name which I came up with myself. So basically what I got out of him was he came from a place that was destroyed during the Demon War. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's pretty much the extent of our elf stuff. So what we're going to do today, I think, is just try and come up with some details. I think, and just general picture stuff of like, this is what the this is what the elves are like. Up to now, I've kind of been running on the assumption that, which is again a little bit cliche, that you know the elves all mostly live in the forests. So that's pretty much where I've sort of put the uh, any of the elf. Um, kind of towns and cities really but that's uh as with any of these world building things we can change anything that we want to really um did you did you have any thoughts on that sort of um i kind of feel that you're slightly limiting them if they're only like in the forest you could mm. probably have it that like only like the true elves like you maybe have like hierarchies yeah of elves so like the higher you are the more you're like centralized into the elvish society itself so you'd be like i don't know maybe like a mayor or something of like the the elven elven cities but then further out you get you can have like lower grades of elves Mm. who are like i kind of want just to work so i kind of that whole idea of freedom of movement yeah, so I mean, you could always have it that they're more populated in certain areas. Like the like the bigger cities are in the are still in the forest kind of thing. Yeah, they're more um, like traditional, but they like maybe have a f- one foot in reality, so they have like a small trading post or something. But maybe not their entire trade is yeah. based on on that. So maybe it's more of like a cultural heritage thing where they. 
Mm, like traditionally, they they lived in the forest, and more recently, mm. they've sort of spread yeah. out a little bit. And by yeah. recently, in Elven standards, is probably in the last few hundred years. <laughs> well, I'd imagine like you'd always have a generation that are curious and want to like look beyond their borders. <laughs> you have that small generation. Yeah. Screw you, elf dad. I'm leaving the woods <laughs> to make my fortune elsewhere. <laughs> Well, we've kind of got a little bit of that in Anave's thing, because like his whole, um, is it his town was destroyed and he came back and found everybody dead, which kind of mm. has the implication that he went off somewhere. Yeah, came back. So he maybe like went off to another elven city. Mm. And I can imagine that they probably trade very freely with each other. Yeah, like and maybe, I, I, maybe his village was an outpost or something. I, I think I kind of wrote it that it was like a sort of small. Um, just like a sort of little village, you know, it was meant to be like, hey, we're going to strike out on our own. There's a smaller forest near the coast and that. So maybe they had thoughts of like, hey, we can, we can, we can go sailing <laughs> or something. Well, it's, I mean, the, the main hub you've got down here near Lorana, mm. I, hope I, I hope I've pronounced that yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, um, is inland. So yeah. maybe they were looking for the coast, but then... Yeah, maybe they were looking for the coast as part of... Sort of part of a... Yeah. Um, Or maybe one of these um, rebellious youths came back, went on a journey and found the sea and then came back and was like, look, there was the sea and brings back shells and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I I think... I think actually, you know, we could even add in some new seaside places. It's like, these are the sea elves. They might not even have t- that kind of title for themselves. They're like regions for themselves. They're just like, oh, I'm from so and so. Oh, that's in the north. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I suppose he- the ones near the sea would probably have the most like renowned names. It's like, oh, you're from the sea. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of. I, I have placed that one little village, the one that like Enade was from. This mm-hmm. was my thought process was like, okay, there's a forest there. I'll put it in the forest. It's been destroyed, so nobody's from there anymore. Um, mm. I put it far north because I needed to justify it being like far enough Nearby. away from well, kind <laughs> well, of, but like far enough away from where we were actually like playing that it yeah. fit with his like story of like since the war, which was at this point. I think it's like I can't remember the exact thing, but it's like sixty years prior to where we are. Mm. Um, since then, he hasn't really been back. Yeah. I mean, I could imagine that it's kind of like a Pompeii kind of idea, because Pompeii was near the sea as well. A little bit, but I mean, the the scale's a little bit um, kind of deceptive on this, because it it does look fairly close to the sea, but that is still probably like... I think that is probably still about 10, 15 miles from the sea. Hmm. On the map. I, I will at some point update the map to have like a scale on it, but like I'm keeping it like on purpose a little bit vague but i'm just the only person mm. i'm not helping with that is myself <laughs> um yeah i mean you can kind of work it out a little bit from uh the like the distance between Erevale and like the tomb bit at the foot of the mountains because i was like it's three days but they're going through the woods sort of thing mm. but yeah so that, that i mean that's going to be like 30 40 miles so yeah, I do. I really do think. Yeah, I like the idea that like they're not all in the in, in the in the forests. Um, yeah. The only reason that the place names that I've got are are only in the forests is because uh, I'm super uncreative. So, <laughs> well, it was a case of like I, I I I've got a lot of dots that haven't got names, and I was like I should probably add in some like specific elf places. Mm-hmm. In fact, I actually maybe even added them in after our last. Um, we're building one when I was like, well, I've got one dwarf place set out. I haven't got any elf places. Mm. Um, I, actually, I really need to add some more dwarf places to this. I've got I've got a bunch in mind. Hence, there's a bunch of mountain <laughs> dots without names at the moment. <laughs> and again, I realized, yeah, that's also cliched, but we'll, we'll get to that. Some cliches are fun, you know. And and they're cliches because they work. Yeah, exactly. Well. Don't get too many sort of like I don't. I was about to say you don't get too many tunnel elves, but that's exactly what the drow are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, okay. Well, I'll, I'll kind of lay out what I've sort of got in mind then for like the forest elves, and then we can then we can add to that. Okay. So I kind of had thought that like the kind of capital of the elf woodland sort of realms, I guess, not to fully steal from Tolkien, but at the end of the day, that's what we're all doing, um, <laughs> is sort of the one towards a little bit to the south. And again, I don't know the pronunciation because I just typed a bunch of stuff into a translator. Um, Siorsa ML, ML. Um, it's kind of in my mind, I was like, okay, this is kind of like the Lothlorien sort of like, we all live, you know, the traditional sort of, okay, this was the bastion of like elven culture and that it's been around the longest, mm -hmm. you know, it's sort of seen. Where it's, it's where they first um, founded their home city. Kind yeah. Of yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's seen the centuries passing and that and like the rise and fall of various like human kingdoms around it. And it's still mm -hmm. there sort of thing. And everything well, else is kind of struck out from that. Well, where you've placed it is quite good as well because you've got it almost central to the two mountain ranges. You've got a little mountain range there at the bottom and then you've got the uh, mountains to the top. And that kind of so it shows like the passing of the sun almost. Yeah, uh, that's a good way of looking. So I hadn't actually looked at it like that. I just kind of looked at a forest and put a dot in there. I've zoomed out but, of the map a little bit. I, mean, I, I just noticed the the correlation kind of almost yeah yeah no it works and i'm, I'm kind of thinking like well they're, they're fairly close to a river but not like too close mm -hmm. they're fairly close to like um sort of some the, the large you know mountain ranges they're fairly close to a large lake you know they're, they're fairly central really in like the country there they're not too close to any mm. huge mountain ranges like you say so they're sort of they're not like kind of penned in or anything yeah and i'd imagine that if you tried to approach it off road oh it's tough it going yeah it would be really difficult and it's kind um, of like their terrain i don't know if you can if yeah. you can see where i've got like the roads are sort of dotted roads going through the forest yeah i was thinking then more was like okay those are more like kind of rarely traveled trails mm -hmm. as opposed to like it is a fully constructed road sort of thing mm. um but yeah i was thinking like that that's kind of the center it's sort of like the the sort of the seat of like the most traditional elves kind of live there and probably have done for hundreds of years like like individuals that are hundreds of years old mm. um you know they haven't left for a long time and there's a f there's a couple of sort of small sort of outposts sort of to the north uh northeast and southwest yeah um but mostly like if they're living in the forest i'm, I'm thinking there's going to be some that just they just live in the forest they're not actually part of a settlement or whatever so that whole sort of forest area is kind of like their sort of domain a little bit if that makes sense it's more like their own small country yeah really, yeah by the size of it like they're, they're kind of peaceful enough with the you know the humans and that they're, they're kind of they they're within the borders of the big mm -hmm. kingdom but they're given their own sort of special sort of dispensation as sort of like you know, we don't treat you yeah. as subjects. You you know, you live within the borders, but you're just, well, we need to consult the elves separately as if they're like ambassadors and stuff. Kind of how I'm thinking. Well, especially that. if you want to cross their land mm. unharmed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm kind of thinking of the dwarves in a similar way, actually. Like, they've got settlements within the borders of the, the main kingdom, mm -hmm. but they sort of, like, police themselves a bit in that. And, you know, they, they kind of, they, they, they keep keep their own kind of counsel as to what goes on under the mountains and stuff <laughs> yeah it's like um oh god i can't think of the political world word um like an enclave yeah yeah almost kind of like the devolution of power as well to like your different states kind of thing yeah exactly so yeah you've got the main capital of the human one in, in, in uh, valane but like the elf capital is but it's, you know, you've got like your Welsh Assembly, Scottish Parliament in there. Yeah. <laughs> sort of I'd thing. also imagine I'd also imagine they'd probably send ambassadors and representatives to the, oh, the yeah, main yeah. city as well, so that they're they're still all in keeping with like the main laws and mm. And I, I've been thinking that they're not like fully like I mean they've got their secrets, but they are, you know, they live peacefully mm. and like there's trade and you know, regular contact and that. They've just kind of got their own thing going on. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah so that was the the, the kind of the main city um sort of near to uh Sereno on the lake and stuff you know so it's, it's got quite close links to that and the second city is the one uh near to the drake seat mountains uh tora esca um which is that's fairly close to where we're at in the in the actual D D story really i mean geographically speaking um and that's a similar sort of deal like that's it's not quite as big or as old as the other one but it's pretty old and big you know sort of like a second city sort of vibe yeah um i'd also i was just going to point out as well because it's next to such a large city i'd imagine that the influence from that city would probably affect how like more forward thinking and more accepting of new ideas mm, yeah i was thinking that as well it's got you know they have quite close ties mm. to it and you're going to see more elves in lorana than you are in say like a random far-flung kind of town somewhere yeah. just because it's so close to like a large elven town yeah that was my thinking i uh so yeah and again that's good i've got i've kind of put a couple of small little sort of outposts in that forest as well um but that is pretty much it that's pretty much all i've got sort of in mind none of it's really written down other than place names on a map but yeah um, but you've got some like key ideas about how the space structure is you've got the whole idea of them different being different states but yeah different levels of um integration almost i'm kind of thinking of them like they're like vulcans in the federation if you know what i mean <laughs> That, that sort of thing like they kind of live in the country and they're definitely like a part of it but like mm. you know they've got their thing going on in Vulcan so, mm. <laughs> just to completely bring in a, a separate franchise but <laughs> no it's pretty apt but I was, I was I'm also thinking that elves are also naturally promiscuous it's very very part of their nature as well <laughs> In some, in some aspect. I was going to say, this was, this was I didn't have this in mind, but <laughs> bearing in mind, you're the one who also brought in the first uh, named brothel. brothel in the setting. I, I shouldn't have been surprised, no, really. I, I'm, more, I'm more meaning that they're, because of that, like, flirtatiousness, they'll have a bit more of, like, dance with danger as well. So I can imagine that they'd, um, they'd go off and they're not all like reserved and will follow the traditional path. Have oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. definitely ones going off and doing stuff. I think. I mean, that, yeah. how, where do you think half half elves come from? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think you definitely need to have like some like vagabond legend elf. Yeah. That they all know about and like you. If you if you like him, you you cheer, and if you hate him, if you're a conservative kind of just like you just groan. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's some stain on our name. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that guy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. Well, that's kind of a separate issue, like a kind of like a wandering sort of folk hero type deal. Like, oh, <laughs> everybody knows that wandering. guy. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be alive. You could just be a, le a dead legend. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I suppose. But like people like make pilgrimages to his resting place and stuff. That's what maybe one of your other cities are. It's like his. Um, oh, so like he, he he died in like a battle or something. or something, and they yeah. built his tomb there, and like a sort of elven kind of like, there's an elven community kind of sprung up around it. Yeah, I like that idea yeah, exactly. actually. That's quite fun. Yeah, and like it's a little bit touristy sort mm. of thing <laughs> they sell like commemorative Definitely. plates and stuff it's all like there's a lot of tap being like <laughs> so the little souvenir shops with little bags yeah the name on it get your get your bobbleheads right here sort of thing a little little stat little like models of his tomb <laughs> i like it <laughs> and it's like his deeds aren't even that great he just like was he like, brought beer. Yeah, he brought beer. Sometimes. He bought beer from over the border illegally or something like that. See, I was thinking like he was like a great warrior, and you're thinking more like the like the Duke brothers. Well, he could have been both. He could have been the, the drunk, the, the most drunken warrior ever. Like he could only be a warrior because he was drunk all the time. In conclusion, elves are a land of contrasts. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Where 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 do you think this battle maybe happened then? Is it like I mean, because I'm I'm assuming. I'm thinking this isn't like a recent thing. This is like no, 
No, this is like an ancient battle so. kind of deal. So he's kind of been like mythologized a bit. Yeah, I could imagine they've had clashes, obviously, with dwarves. So you've got like a Pell Amber. Is that what it's called? Where did I I it? um... It's near Tower Esca. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, it's in the mountains. So it could have been like a mountain scuffle between the dwarves. Hmm. I've, I'm always um, thinking I should put like a, a competing dot right next to it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a little dwarven yeah. se- settlement, and like it's so a dwarven the, mine. Yeah, that's what it is. Like the other it's side one of singular mine. <laughs> the other side of the stream is the the mine that they were fighting over. Um, I need to. I'll add in another stream. That's easy, but. <laughs> It's mountains, you can create them anywhere. That's true. Yeah, I can, I'll have it come out the other side and it'll be easier. But um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, like they've they put all, by and large, they've put the differences behind them, but the dwarves mm. are very proud. So they've sort of, <laughs> you know, they're not giving up their kind of, <laughs> they're not giving up their claim on the mine. So they're carrying on mining. And then there's this yeah, little, like, there's this elven kind of, like, souvenir stall <laughs> across the <laughs> way <laughs> and they all have a pet they all have a pet hate because nobody remembers the dwarven commander and yeah Garrett and like he was like, he was an actually like cool that. dude sort of thing yeah he was a really nice guy like yeah. he was the nicest guy ever yeah like he even like he'd asked permission from the elves because he knew like to mine there because it was so close to the forest and he didn't want to piss them off and then this yeah. elven guy came along and just like accidentally kicked off a war and like <laughs> but he's remembered because like he had like really great hair or something yeah it would be like the franz ferdinand <laughs> of um <laughs> Of the Elvish community, kind of thing, like he was assassinated. <laughs> oh yeah, like that's it. Like he died, and like he's just like they've made him out to be this great guy. Like this is where they killed him. This is where they killed our hero. But like this re- what... really, he was kind of an asshole. Like <laughs> this, is, this is where the javelin struck him in mid it, and they're always exaggerating the story. Yeah, <laughs> but really, he was like just like poking the poking the dwarves, like and just. You know, being just generally kind of a prick about yeah. the whole thing, and that's that's why half of the like Elvish population love him, and half of them hate him because yeah. they're like he's part of the war. The half We're that have actually read history are like, yeah, no, yeah. he's kind of a dick, and like yeah. the other half are like, he was the greatest. Yeah. He gave it to the man, yeah. and the <laughs> I'm gonna what, I, what I'm actually gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna go into Photoshop after this. I'm gonna add another road coming out of there. Then just okay. may, maybe joining up more with the kind of main road system. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and I'll add another dot next to it <laughs> for the dwarven, like the dwarven mine of something or other, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, I really like that as a weird little folk story. <laughs> That's good. It's just like it's just like a little ledge, a like thing that you can throw in. Oh, there's there like the rumors of like pale amber. Like there's little like troubles being brewing, and it's actually just a guy picketing the. <laughs> souvenir stand or something oh there's like competing souvenir stands yes yeah yeah that could be better. i like but they that they don't know they don't know yeah there's a there's a dispute over over some over some loot and they're like oh loot and they get there and it's like <laughs> literally just two souvenir stands over. <laughs> this guy's Aww. souvenir plates are almost identical to mine he stole my design <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it we're still kind of in the forest though so it's yeah. sort of still like it's close enough to like the bigger, the bigger Elven city, to like get a fair amount of traffic from them. I, mm-hmm. in fact, I actually might the the dotted path going almost directly from that. I'm going to turn into a main path. I think actually, um, okay. Just if it is more of a like a okay, this this is a bit of a touristy sort of. There's some draw to it. Well, it might not necessarily be tourists. It might just be pilgrims like coming to honor him. So you oh, could have yeah, it. Yeah, that could work. You could have it in that other aspect, so it's like, appeal to the, the, the pilgrim. Yeah, almost. but it does pull in and some outside. deliberately hard. Mm. Yeah, that could, I like that, actually. That, that's good. Um, like the tests. <laughs> the, like, I don't know, like the five tests of whatever the guy's <laughs> name is. <laughs> but he made his way through the forest, like... His his swiftness was his was his ally as, as he crossed the flowing river and it's just like a creek and like yeah. as he fought the 
the great bear of of the forest of reflection and it's literally it was like he accidentally like tripped over a log and landed on a badger yeah what it could be is his path is actually actually a really good path because he's actually avoided all of the pitfalls <laughs> and the actual real path yeah so, <laughs> you actually have to find his the wrong the off-beaten path that he actually took because mm. every, the actual path will kill them oh so like that they've kind of they they've they've put a path in to make it look like he was better than he was yeah and like there's an actual path which is just like you know the true story is like he he kind of fell asleep drunk on the back of a horse which and woke up there <laughs> like <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know like something well, silly like it definitely wasn't as hard for him as everybody made out i thought i think the idea that he was drunk all the time <laughs> you could have it that he basically was just drinking and every time he fell over he actually like got turned around in the right direction, and the way that he was going is like a quicksand or something. So he's actually <laughs> avoided. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So he's kind of like, I don't know, avoiding disaster. Yeah, but like <laughs> he doesn't know he has. Yeah. Sort of thing. He's like, oh, we got this way then. Okay. Somebody tried to re- retrace. So many pilgrims try and re- retrace his actual steps and die by the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hazards that he accidentally avoided. <laughs> There's like plasters of like faces. Have you seen this missing person like on like a, one of the churches or something in Tel Amber or something? Yeah. Like the miss- the we won't forget these fallen pilgrims who tried attempted desperately to tried to emulate the great deeds of our uh, our namesake. Um, He'll forever be in our prayers, kind of thing. <laughs> It's like people that climb the amount of people that die climbing Mount Everest kind of idea. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, must pull out my flag. It's like yeah, just but join the queue, you know. Sort of yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, okay. I really like that. Actually, that's good. I'm gonna have to write. I want all of these. I've got, I've got a backlog. We're only three episodes <laughs> into these work, you know, world building things, and I've got a backlog dating back from the first one. Because I just haven't sat down and written it. We'll get there, folks. Keep checking that's back. Why, that's why you gibber about these kind of things with your friends and people, <laughs> you, like like coworkers on different podcasts and things. Because the amount of stuff that like you can gibber about and throw out and just throw it at the wall is great. You're like, yeah, that'll be funny. We'll do that. And now I've got to sit down and write an article about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I th- I like the idea then of like let's move away from the forests. Because I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff to to be said about forest stories like that, mm-hmm. but it is a bit cliched. And if we're going to give like a bit of an overview, um, let's come up with some other places that the elves are. Then, yeah, I like the idea of like um, like seagoing elves. Um, if you go to the north coast, um, mm-hmm. there's the capital city of Valenay. Mm-hmm. There's a little dot to the right of it that I haven't given a name to. Maybe that's like it's like an elven trading port, like specifically. They're like they're, you know, there's big docks at Falane, but they're like, oh, we you know, we're just gonna set up our own. Like maybe it's like a fishing village, but they also just do, I don't know, sea elf stuff out of there. You could also have it as like the main where they arrive to go to Valen. Balane. Balane. Um, like they might not want to like step foot in like a dirty city yeah. as quickly as that. Like they'd um, they'd rather sort of like okay if we're gonna be travelling across the sea to come here, we're not mm-hmm. gonna go into just the city docks like everyone else sort of thing. Yeah, they probably have their because I don't imagine they'd have like diplomats. Yeah. Um, like higher, um. Like people who are probably working within the ministry itself. Hmm. So there, there is a little bit of there's a little bit of elitism, like on yeah. the elf part. They're like, oh no, we'd we'd rather come off at a traditional elven dock, not this dirty yeah. new human thing. <laughs> well, it's not so much that. I'd imagine that they'd have their own kind of like um, quarter, if you know what I mean. Like they'd have like hmm. their own like um, main house, like basically their own embassy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, in that area, and I'd imagine that an awful lot of the other diplomats from other places would have a similar. You could have it that it's a uh, like the hub of the um 
the elite, really. It's like they're Brighton almost. Kind the, of. the Brighton of the elves, <laughs> sort of thing. Brighton of the elves, kind of. Uh, but it's run by the elves, so it's like yeah. their own kind of. Because they have the best kind of service, I'd it's imagine. It's definitely got their kind of like architectural spin on it and everything. And yeah, it's got the beauty, it's got the um, elegant kind of aspect of it. Because mm. I'd imagine that all the elite upper class would have an, a shine for nicer things. Yeah. You could have it that it's that kind of like setup. You're thinking kind of a little bit like the, um, like the, the Grey Havens at the end of Return of the King? There's a lot of kind of elven architecture on the coast sort of thing. Yeah, you could have that. Um, I'm just kind of trying to visually picture it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you could have that as well. And maybe a small, like, fishing community that are, like, the serving class of elf. Mm. They'd have their own, like, small industry as well. So you could have it as, like, a small... That very much is, like, okay, this is... some Maybe some from the forest have got, like second home there or something yeah it's like a micro community almost yeah like like think of balmoral mm. Bal- when the when the queen and her family are there it's like literally like a mini um city almost because there's so many people working around to keep that family fed secured and entertained yeah kind of thing and like it's fairly so, close to the human capital yeah. Like just up the coast, so like if they have to go for important meetings, they can. Yeah, it's only... Yeah. I'd, it's probably less than a day's carriage ride. I'd oh, imagine. yeah, I mean, that straight line in my head is probably... That's probably 20 miles. Mm. Again, I, I really need a ruler for this map. But, <laughs> um, but like with the road, you know, so it's probably like 30, 40 miles by road. Mm-hmm. So not a lot, not too much in a carriage. Like you could ride there in a day, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, you know, at a fairly casual pace. Yeah, I'd imagine as well they'd probably be able to have like a coastal path that's direct to the. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I'll, I'll well. add some dots in as well on that. I think that's to be done. But yeah, I like that idea of kind of like a bit of a Brighton sort of. I was gonna say like Eastbourne as a kind of like retirement thing, <laughs> but like. <laughs> I think elves don't really retire like in that way. They would be more likely to like as they age. They're like we will return to the forest. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So rather than be like I'm going to go sit on the coast and stare at the waves and things, they're more like because they're they're fairly. But by and large, I mean this is the kind of canon D and D thing. But I'm sort of adopting mm-hmm. it a little bit that by and large they do still stay pretty much physically active the whole life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just mentally, they probably decline. Yeah, they kind of go. Well, no, they, they they sort of age into like they go through sort of various phases. I think is like the canon thing. So like when they're younger, they're a lot more sort of you know outgoing out to the world and that. And then their thoughts start to grow a bit more spiritual as they get older. And yeah, thinking of their past lives and that because I think canonically in D and D, elves do re- reincarnate. Like that's their deal. So, yeah, I, 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 it's in. Oh, what's it in? It's in which books? It in, I think it's in Tome of Foes. It goes into that because there's a big thing about the elves. I might be wrong. So it's in one of those books, but it, it, it really goes into like every elf has had several lives before this sort of thing. Mm. So I kind of like that idea, you know. So like as they get older, they they remember their past lives more and think about, you know, sort of. A bit more of the kind of bigger picture stuff. Yeah. So I don't really know how I would 100% relate that in, but um, it's a long way of saying, like, maybe they don't retire to the coast. Maybe that's more of like a, I say, an elite getaway, like we've been saying, Mm -hmm. is probably a bit more sort of, um, it fits better. I think with that that community rather than just like okay, there's a lot of oh, elven elderly <laughs> on the coast here. Um, that's cool. Okay, so that's an idea. I need to we, we can flesh out. I'll flesh out with a name and stuff then. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like 
sort of a little bit sea elves, but it's kind of more of like a here's an elite doc kind of thing. Um, Look at our marina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of elves are sun seekers, but they're like fantasy, <laughs> fantasy sun seekers. <laughs> What um, is this thing you call burning? <laughs> My skin is too pure for that, such thing. Oh, uh, do you reckon elves have they use magic for like sun cream and that, or they're just like a lot of really big umbrellas? I'd I'd imagine they just have natural regen. I don't think I've ever seen a sunburnt elf in anything. Like not even in like random art or anything. Maybe when maybe in the next episode with Enemy. <laughs> like he's he, he's fallen asleep somewhere and he's just like <laughs> wake up with like his, his like hood was half over his face and now he's got like a line down the middle of his face. Or he was wearing glasses or he was wearing goggles or something like that. Yeah. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be like trying to think of ways to mess with Jason's character when he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, okay, so I like that idea. That's kind of cool. Sort of getting away from the sort of traditional setting a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm I'm thinking that uh, like kind of expanding on the idea, like you said, that there's like a lot of elves that kind of want to get out of the forest and just sort of see i don't know to sort of like spread the culture a little bit mm. i'd um, imagine they'd be pretty because they live for so long they'd get really bored i don't know but i would get really bored if i was stuck in the forest for like a couple of hundred years so i'd imagine they'd want to move about and yeah kind of see, see a bit of the world yeah and then maybe return to the forest a little later in life when they're like oh, i've seen yeah. i've seen some shit yeah, un believe. unless <laughs> yeah, unless they've got like um, like if they're a, a an elf of high, st if they were born to a family of high standing, maybe there's already like a uh path that they're being guided on already. Mm. Like, oh, for sure, yeah. From, from like a parent or something. Like the parent is yeah. like a like an ambassador, so the child is sort of. I feel like there's yeah. like a culture of like sort of part nepotism, part apprenticeship, sort of. Yeah, like I'd, I'd imagine cause just, and they'd also be able to have the, they'd also be able to figure out what they're um, like what they're interested in as well because they live for so long they can try whatever they like yeah they can pick their their fancy like for one maybe for a hundred years they were a blacksmith or maybe mm. for another hundred years they were a bard yeah because they've it's got like, the time they're like I'm going to spend yeah. 50 years playing guitar yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm gonna rock the hell out. Is what I'm gonna do for as long as possible, <laughs> and then yeah. I'm gonna do something else. Yeah, I like that. So there's a sort of you, you kind of you see elves, not see elves as in elves of the sea. I mean, mm. you, you sort of see elves in all. Well, it doesn't explain why they're in all kind of professions. And like some person might, like their grandfather might have known the same elf, but he was doing something completely different. Yeah. 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 I have had in mind that sort of the relationship, and again, I'm trying. I'm trying to avoid cliches, um, but I've been sort of trying to think of like the sort of the how many kind of elves you would see in like magical professions, because the sort of cliche is like, oh, look, it's an it's an elven mage, or sort of you know you, you run into a lot of them, mm -hmm. um, like traditionally, I mean, in sort of fantasy things. You could tweak it slightly that. Um, it's a very high um, studious skill among the elves and mm. that it takes a couple of hundred years to truly be a master at it. So you could have a higher proportion of apprentices right, and not so many like master mages. So maybe that they, they compared to like humans almost take it more seriously if you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, like there's, the, there's a there's a talent and a skill to it and an elegance to like the, the way that they cast. Maybe that it's more, um, more precise. Maybe yeah, yeah. Whereas humans, they they, they do crazy stuff and they, you know, they're not around for long, so they just like they rush into stuff. Yeah. Whereas elves are like, we've got the time to learn to do. We we can cast firebolts properly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're not just chucking yeah. them around, you know. You call, you call you call that a fireball? That's that's a match. Look at it; it's burning and everything. Ours are like a pristine kind of <laughs> projectile missile. It's yeah, on it's like it's it still do anything. <laughs> it's still the firebolt spell, which is a cantrip. But mm-hmm. look at the difference; it's, you know <laughs> it's elegant. Look at the tail on that firebolt. Yours is a child's drawing. Mine is <laughs> mine is a proper firebolt. Yeah, that kind. Of, so they got yeah. a bit of an arrogance about it, like. Uh, human mages sort of thing but like functionally they're basically doing the same thing but they've just mm-hmm. like psychologically are like consider themselves better i mean you could have it that there's a higher they have to have this certain training to be called like a, a mage or a mm. or whatever like high class elven magic user you'd have but then there could be an awful lot of apprentices but then you've got an also the, the people that have dropped out of the the training so you've mm. got those kind of mixture of oh i'm oh, oh, I'm, a, I'm a mage oh have you got your qualification kind of thing if it's like, <laughs> like oh have you got your qualification no no i don't have qualification oh then you can't have that <laughs> <laughs> sure you've got your masters but <laughs> you haven't got your phd yet sort of thing. yeah pretty much kind of yeah yeah it's like oh oh it's like your um your a levels or your gcses or your <laughs> Uh, nat fives or whatever they're called now. So, so thinking then, that there's like elven, like they because of they they take so much longer to do, like well to perfect the kind of magical arts. Then they they pretty much you you don't see any kind of like hundred percent elves in yeah. in like the the kind of the human colleges and things. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see half elves there because maybe they've been brought up in like human society but like if, if you're a born elf then you'd you know you'd much rather sort of travel like in elven college yeah yeah, yeah. go to elf an, college an elite, an elite college <laughs> yeah one that one that takes itself seriously it's not a party college yes yes <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah it definitely takes itself seriously none of these four-year <laughs> magical degrees um mm. <laughs> um yes so now well actually no i don't want to spoil stuff too much but for listeners, but because um, it hasn't gone up yet, but like I'm thinking uh, Lex's character in our upcoming one shot, um, well, two part one shot, is <laughs> um, like she definitely didn't study at an Elven college. Like, yeah, she's she's in, in my mind, she studied at the one in like the capital city, and she went to she went to um, is it state. State school. State school. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, th- I feel like the getting into the magical learning things is a whole other episode, really. But um... <laughs> oh, <laughs> that could that that could be take a lot. Oh, that's gonna take a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically like, let's make Hogwarts. Like, <laughs> but <Let's> um... <laughs> all right, okay, fair enough. Um... <laughs> But um, yeah, no, so I've I've got I have actually got a lot of details of that already, kind of fleshed out in in a in sort of um, not in an episode, but in like articles on the on the page. Um, but we can always add more detail later. Um, okay, so again, we we don't need to get too specific, but the idea of like okay, there's elven magical colleges that are sort of humans can enter, but they probably won't live long enough to to graduate. Sort of thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, but that's how long it is. I suppose it depends what they want to study as well, like what type of magic they want. Yeah, to. it's just a quick forty-year degree. <clears throat> that's all. I mean, you could probably have one of these like human accepting ones in like that Tyreska mm. city. So they they maybe got like a accelerated program or something. Or yeah, they maybe just got like a accelerated for them kind of thing, but is really yeah pretty much the same as going for a full thing. <laughs> But they get to learn alongside elves. Yeah, which you know that would be better, wouldn't it? You know, <laughs> we are more precise. You and your whole time here, you will learn one spell. We yeah, <laughs> and they'll they'll like look in awe as like they they see this elf cast all these like really cool spells, and they're like, oh, that looks so beautiful. When do I get to learn that? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you if you start learning now, <laughs> you will have mastered three of these by the time your great-grandchildren are married <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the kind of like I, I feel like it's almost like 
again, trying to avoid the kind of cliche of like, oh, you know, there's arrogant elves, but maybe it is kind of like a, a sort of systemic thing that like it's just how their society's structured. It's like, yeah, mm. you know, and it kind of works that way in a lot of things. So like the um like in the magic thing, they're like, Yeah, we'll take humans, but you're not gonna graduate. But that's from a systemic thing of like because it takes so long to do it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So well, it's just just because their lifespans are so long, I'd imagine if they're wanting to learn something like intimately, like learn something inside and out, they would take their time, regardless of how long that would take mm. how long it would take, because they have that opportunity of the lifespan. And if they decide in the halfway through this process of learning that they don't in fact want to do that, they still have the opportunity to go and learn something else. Yeah, yeah. So like I can imagine there's a couple of elves, maybe not many, that are like multi-skilled and a couple of different like yeah, like they, they've during their lifespan. <laughs> they, they've got long enough lifespan that they can just learn a bunch of stuff for like decades and be like yeah, and still not be that old in elven terms. Yeah, or you could have like the the drifter elf who like only sticks around for maybe two years in a job every time. So, <laughs> so every time they can turn around and go, oh yeah. I did this one time. I was I did this job. Oh yeah, where were you at? So they're, they're like their their CV or their resume is like yeah, actually they're... actually like a a full book sized thing. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. But they're they're not very skilled in any of them. No, they're just like hey, I've done everything, not very well, but I've I've had enough time to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of like going back to uh, Enerde, Jason's character. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of actually made a thing of it that like one of Enerde's sort of like things is that he looks on pretty much everyone as like oh you're all just children yeah because he is i think i can't remember the age that jason said it he is that said i can just bring up his article on here (laughs) check out our world anvil page it has articles um he is 127 which is kind of young for an elf yeah he's maybe just like he's like the equivalent of like he's already had enough yeah, he's like the equivalent of he's like like he's like twenty four, if he was a human. Yeah. In terms of age, that's when, that's, that's when it that's when you do have a period of that during that time when, um, you just think that life is just crap and everybody's just like whining. Yeah, I think, I think we, we, we've kind of been playing it that like he was kind of a little bit sort of what made him kind of cynical was his like the destruction of his village and his his yeah. son's family died. But we haven't really gotten into it recently, so I do need to at some point. You know, we'll we'll, we'll hash all that out and see what comes out in the story. Um, but yeah, that whole kind of that attitude of like, oh, you're all just children, even though like, like I say, in his own standards, he's not really that um, old. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody he's kind of running into pretty much is like a lot younger than him. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we haven't found out. <laughs> we haven't found out how old Prance is. Because Prance doesn't know how old Prance is. And <laughs> um, I think Bork's going to be like 40. And then they look at them like, look at you, children. <laughs> sort of thing, which is, is kind of how his, it's sort of his attitude has sort of come into that. I was like, oh, why am I even listening to these people? Sort mm. of thing. Um, which is, I, I think it's a really interesting way to play that kind of thing. But yeah, I do like the idea, though, that that's maybe not a universal response to the age thing though so we, we which we'll see in future stories dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> um okay well i think we've got some stuff we can build on there the the, the point of these world building episodes isn't to like set in stone every single little thing i mm-hmm. think it's just to kind of flesh some stuff out a bit more and i really like yeah. what we've come up with um mm-hmm. so I think we're going to do what we normally do on these world building episodes, which says, I'm going to say to you, uh, pitch me something completely new and completely random for the, uh, for the world. Last time you came up with the village of, uh, fart, <laughs> which is and a village leg- yeah, where, where nobody is allowed to laugh or the, co- or just sort of culturally, they don't like to laugh because they're so used to people laughing at the name of their village. <laughs> And yeah. the it's legend, the town without humor. yeah, the town without humor, and the legend of the one guy from there, who I believe you called Ronald McDonald. I did. I did call him <laughs> Ronald McDonald because it 
makes it it makes people laugh because it rhymes. They're like, oh, Ronald McDonald, ah, that rhymes. And, and we're going to try not to get sued by McDonald's. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he was the he was the guy from there who laughed. Um, mm-hmm. He was a he was a traveling comedian bard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was what you came up with last time. So. I know I didn't give you a huge amount of warning about this, but pitch me, uh, <laughs> pitch me something, uh, pitch me something new. I kind of want to flesh out the Pell Amber guy. Okay. The legend, the legend guy. All right. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know because we know he's a drunk. Yeah. I'm not sure what about, and I, I can't think of a name right now. Um. Be like, or an maybe elven. he's called, maybe, maybe he's called Pell Amber. Oh, and they renamed the um, yeah, they renamed the the sort of. Oh no! If we're going with the whole kind of um, they founded a sort of memorial around him. Mm-hmm. The the elves named that Pelambar, and the which I should I should put that back into the translator. What the hell does Pelambar mean? <laughs> Pel means to go around, or it means fade, in Sindarin. What does Ambar mean? This is me trying to reverse engineer what I wrote before. Um, means earth. Around the mountain. You know, that probably was my thought process. <laughs> like, it's at the end of the mountains, we call it Pell Ambar. But, yeah, no, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll say that was his name. Screw it. <laughs> okay. You can always no. make it up. Yeah, yeah, that's no, fine. Maybe he was a mountain, like he was a big, he's like a the, big elf. He's the biggest elf you've ever seen. Yeah, and he drinks so much. And <laughs> Do you think he's like tall? So maybe he's like kind of tall and gangly, or just maybe he wasn't. Maybe that's part of the legend. But like, oh, we called him that because he was the. He was. A, maybe he was, he was just a giant elf. Maybe yeah. he was just a giant elf, like a big, like. Not quite like the, the obelisk to the the got the village of got the asterix got yeah, um, but like oh no, obelisk was the tall one. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, ob- obelix obelix is the is the one who fell into the potion. Mm. Um, but like he's a he's a muscular kind of elf, and they're kind of like, what happened to you? And he's like, I don't know, just been blessed. He's got he super ripped guys. Got yeah, he's <laughs> like a kind of like a Gaston kind of vibe. <laughs> I don't know why. There's a lot of Gastons in this setting, I've just got to say. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of build. Yeah. Um, a bit just odd for an elf, but then... Just got, like, super... Like, <laughs> talking about elves, like, putting 20 years into something, he put, like, mm-hmm. 10 years into getting super ripped. Yeah, like, he could just have been... Well, he's going to be fighting there, so I'd imagine he'd be, like, a... Um, he'd be a soldier of some sort. Yeah. Like mo- most elves like- rely on their kind of like natural like grace or like dexterity mm-hmm. and stuff. He was just like, nah, man, I'm just going to do a li- lot of lifting and uh, like yep. <laughs> just get super cut and beefy. <laughs> Drinks like a fish. Yeah. And then he got drunk and randomly found his way to Pell Ambar or it was whatever it was before Pell Ambar. Or well, maybe it was just like then- an unnamed dwarven mine. Yeah. And, uh, Picked a fight with the dwarves who set up shop the ne- next door. Hey, what are you doing so close <laughs> to the forest? You... This is our forest. This is our forest. And like, we're not in the forest, we're in the mountains. No. Get out of the forest. <laughs> He's just like super drunk. That's not even like unheard of in the setting either because like Emma, they got really drunk as well and got super argumentative. So maybe that's like... Yeah. Yeah. Don't give them alcohol. <laughs> like some people are, like happy drunk, some people are, like angry drunks. Elves elves are like angry. Argu- yeah, argumentative like <laughs> like who are you looking at? Sort of <laughs> they're liable to start a fight if you if you yeah. get them drunk enough. What do you mean I can't get served? What do you mean? <laughs> so Meg in a pub again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mate, you're not getting served. My pub. <laughs> Get out, or I'll force you out. <laughs> oh god, that'd be hilarious. Just put this elf out. <laughs> okay, so all right, he's uh, so he's a tall dude. But, you know, he's kind of tall. He's just kind of like kind of muscly for an elf. 
He's drunk as hell. Picks a fight with the the yeah. dwarves of the mine across the river, I think you said. I think I said about that. Yeah, I, I haven't got a river on the map, but like I think I might put like a stream in there. Mm. Yeah, there could be like a little bridge in there, and that's where it happened. So like, and like on the on the bridge, there's like a a little shrine, and then on the elves side of the bridge, there's like the bigger shrine mm. that all the tourists can go to. And on the dwarf side of the bridge, there's just a lot of like confused looking dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So by now they're probably like used to it, or oh, or the Egypts carry on with your day kind <laughs> of thing. There's there's no longer any fighting, but maybe occasionally there's like some reenactors like on yeah, the outside of like, things. Yeah, like like on Abbey Road kind of stuff, and it like, blocks traffic. There's a lot. Like of... you get two two people <laughs> acting the whole thing out, and they're blocking traffic, and there's the dwarves a... are just going mental, yeah, like throw the... stuff at them. One of them's like dressed up like Palambar. The other guy is dressed in a, <laughs> a little bit of a culturally insensitive dwarf cosplay, considering Whoa. that there's actually dwarves like right there, and the dwarves are like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like... <laughs> yeah, and they're the all they're always the ones that get pelted. Yeah, and like like one elf is like, "Oh, we got to reenact the battle." Pelambar's last stand or something and like <laughs> so he gets a couple of mates to be the dwarves <laughs> and they, they all get drunk and go fight on the bridge <laughs> and have oh, a great God, time it's a, it's a popular stag weekend thing but could you imagine the dwarven side as well there obviously has to be like some really funny protest <laughs> well like like a burning effigy of like uh, pale amber or something yeah. like that or like take your pale amber and like throw it over and it lands in the, the stream or something <laughs> <laughs> take your pale amber and stuff it it's like an ongoing source of tension like yeah <laughs> but everybody's kind of like it's it's kind of like stupid tension nobody takes it deadly seriously yeah yeah they don't take it deadly seriously but the dwarves aren't happy about it and the elves are just like they're like, I don't see what's the problem. They're just getting pissed yeah. off over nothing. Like, the elves are pretty much, this is like, <laughs> by and large, they, you know, they get on fairly well with the other mm-hmm. people in the land, but this is the one bit where they're just, like, pretty culturally insensitive about it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, like it. I like it a lot. Cool. I, I, did, I, st- I just, yeah, Pell Amber, Pell Amber the, the drunken dwarf. Jacked dwarf, um, jacked elf, even. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I would love to see that as like <laughs> we, we never get any fan art, but like the idea of like a really jacked, really drunk elf fighting a bunch of really confused looking dwarves on a bridge. <laughs> yeah, and then he dies. Yeah. Then he, he accidentally dies. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. They think he's been killed by a dwarf, but it turns out it was like a complete accident, like he stabbed himself or something. <laughs> he, slipped he, on, <laughs> he slipped on the bridge, fell in the river, and drowned. Yeah, yeah, basically. He, they're like, he fell, he fell beyond hope you and memory. Pushed him. Like, you pushed him. You pushed him. It's quite slippery up here, you know. There's water spraying and everything. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a river, don't you know? <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. The legend of Pelambar, the um, kind of an asshole. <laughs> Cool. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining me again for this, another world-building episode. Um, ah, thanks for having me. We are going to be back next week with another Cthulhu episode, which <gasps> we've already recorded, um, which and you're on as well, so... Yeah, yes! Playing Madam Sway. Uh, it, the one going up is the second half of our last session, just for... Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Spooky stuff. Cool. Okay, so uh, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Um, as usual, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we're at Pretend With Dice. Uh, I'm going to be posting the links, as usual, to our World Anvil page up on uh, up on Twitter when we um, when this goes live. Um, so you know, after you've already heard it. Um, <laughs> well, uh, whatever. By the time you got to this point, you will. <laughs> Look, I'm not awake. Okay. I'm- <laughs> I'm going to leave this bit in. That's how not awake I am. Um, But, uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week, which is going to be Thursday the uh, 25th of April uh, with uh, Call of Cthulhu. So, yeah, thanks once again, and uh, we'll see you all later.
Bye.